Hey everybody, welcome to Queer for the Right Reasons, Lesbian Reflections on Bachelor Nation. I'm Viri L. I'm Ann P. And I'm Kim K. It was a heavy week. It was. <laughs> we it have, was, it, there's it, a lot. There there's a, a lot, lot to unpack. Before we dive in, we always like to give you the rundown on what we're doing here. First of all, we are fans of Bachelor. Big fans. Big old lesbian fans. <laughs> uh, what makes our podcast different is that we are looking at Bachelor through a lesbian lens because we think that Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise specifically is really just appropriating lesbian relationship dynamics. That's what we're talking about. We are lesbians. We are old. We are big. We are fans. Just stir those four <laughs> words up in any order. That is who we are. Because of that, we run our podcast through a series of segments that help us focus those ideas. One of them is called Processing. Processing is something lesbians are super good at because we have a lot of feelings and we like to share them pretty much all the time. It helps that 97.6% of lesbians are social workers. But processing is just when you talk to her about your feelings and she talks to you about your feelings and then you collectively talk about your feelings together. We have another segment called Dating Your Exes Exes. And much like the citizens of Bachelor Nation, lesbians, even those of us who are uh, urban-dwelling lesbians, tend to sort of live in... Uh, small dating circles and as a consequence you are inevitably going to date or make out with or find yourself in bed with someone that dated your friend your roommate your co-worker your shortstop on your lesbian softball team so it's bound to happen dating your ex's exes <laughs> we have a segment called you hauling all of the stereotypes are true lesbians like to commit early we meet we fall in love we go on one date usually there's tea and then quick move in get a subaru get a dog get some frozen sperm that's how we roll um yeah then we have a segment called fish tacos and fish tacos is really where the lesbians unite with the rest of the world because who doesn't love a fish taco and a fish taco is an opportunity to talk about all the things that didn't fit into our other segments <laughs> just like when you go to a restaurant and the menu looks kind of sketchy but there's fish tacos you're gonna get the fish tacos <laughs> we wrap up the whole episode sharing what we each think the most lesbianic moment was before we dive into our segments though we have got to give a shout out to our sponsor our very first sponsor of this season of bachelor in paradise flagpole we have a sponsor flagpolenyc.com they make beautiful buttery geometric flattering on all bodies swimsuits I have two Lynn swimsuits, and they all make me look beautiful, beachy, paradise-worthy. They have pants made out of swimsuit material. Pants, people, pants! That's true, uh, and they have a men's line now, resort wear. Also, I like that all the swimsuits have lovely lady names. The quality is so strong and sturdy. Ugh. I think that Sydney would look great in the alley. She really likes like an off the shoulder. Mm -hmm. She's looking at the flagpole website oh, right now just I to see like if there's everyone any. Everyone in paradise would look good in every single one of these garments. <laughs> I know. It's so, it's like they're all, everyone is so, so gorgeous. I mean, I think we should definitely get Christian one of these rash guards. Easily, oh, nice. easily. I want to put, I want to put Chris Harrison in the K dress because I think anyone <laughs> would look good in these garments. <laughs> flagpolenyc.com check it out if you have suggestions for who you'd like to see in the suit or you want to share your own photo of you in one of those gorgeous suits queer for the right reasons at gmail.com or you can uh, tweet us or gram it all right guys let's launch into it let's start with processing 
go. Well, I just think it would be really interesting to talk a little bit about this like dude on dude processing. There was a lot of it in this episode and it just made me think a lot about male intimacy, male feelings, and also what straight cis men feel, how they feel that they need to frame emotion and male intimacy. I'm thinking really specifically about JPJ when he was drying Matt Donald off, drying yeah, Matt Donald's right, sweat right, right. off, you know, which yes. was like a really like, hey, cool. Like, you know, like this is nice. Like he's touching another man. But I feel like there was there was a framing and an editing around it and even a button to it where JPJ felt that he needed to say, I can do this because I'm comfortable with my manhood. That moment I felt like was repeated several times as a consequence of who we are and the view that we bring to this conversation. We are at times essentializing straight men and straight women, sort of lumping them all together and saying that all straight men and all straight women engage in the same collection of behaviors. And that is continuing to contribute to the to the legitimacy of the binary and this rigid construction of masculinity and femininity we are part of the problem i am recognizing that yeah and 100 <laughs> and that being said i think both in these two episodes but also through the whole course of this season of bachelor in paradise what i have felt is this deep craving for intimacy in men's friendships and i think that we've seen that at multiple points through this season and i saw it Several times in these two episodes, I think about when Chris, who seems to be a loyal listener to Queer for the Right Reasons, started hosting a very small processing clinic with JPJ right in the swimming pool. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. But that to me speaks to this desire for connection and intimacy in men's friendships. And Mike and Clay, I think, was yes. another moment of that. And and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I actually think the men themselves seem to be really open, willing to talk about their emotions. But the show, the producers are editorializing those moments in a way that feels at times homoerotic or um, homophobic. They're editing it against quick cuts to other people looking, observing, making faces, They're drawn to the heat of male-on-male intimacy, but they don't want to stay in it too long because then we, like, transcend the homoerotic hotness of two Mm -hmm. men toweling each other off. And we get to a place of male vulnerability, male tenderness, Mm -hmm. like, deep male friendship, and they don't want to linger there. Right. And sometimes the men do it too, right? Like we talked about it with with Blake and JPJ before with using the word dude every five seconds. They want it. They clearly crave it. Like we're seeing these men craving time with other men talking about their feelings and their experiences and being vulnerable, but sitting in it too long, whether it's the producer or it's the individual, seems to rattle them to the point that they have to justify it or contextualize it in in a, I am definitely straight. It just really sparks compassion in me for cis straight guys who don't have access to the kind of friendship that's marked by tenderness and honesty, vulnerability, that women have and specifically that lesbians have. I actually feel like I have seen 
greater gifts of intimacy from men to other men on this show than from women to women on this show. We have watched Clay kind of turn over this Angela stuff over and over and over. And Mike, who went on the date with Angela, sitting down and then saying, hey, I know it's tough because I, you know, I went on this date, but also like, let's talk about how are no, actually, how are you not? How are you feeling about me and her? How are you feeling about yes. you and her? Like, let's get at what is eating you up and get it out in the open. And why don't you deal with this thing that is clearly tormenting you? That was a gift of intimacy from Mike. Yeah. And I think that that moment, exactly that exact moment when Mike said, no, Clay, just tell let's talk about how you are doing. You could yeah. see a release in Clay and oh, you could yes, see yes. how hungry both of them were mm-hmm. to just be in loving, connected conversation with one another. I thought that was beautiful. And I was like, if 2019 is leading us towards this more permissive form of masculinity, I want to live there. <laughs> I want to live yeah. there. Our segments are all so connected. I'm very excited because this is a perfect way for us to roll right into dating your ex's exes. Raise your hands, raise your hands what we all want to talk about yes. is the anti-feminist double standard that dominated the Angela Clay Nicole storyline. Yeah. I could feel mm-hmm. it, I could taste it, and I didn't like the way it either felt or tasted. I don't like it. I don't like the anti-feminist Like a soggy standard. fish taco. It was terrible. It's terrible. No one wants that. No one wants that. That's yeah. bad fish. One thing that really stuck with me was this insistence that Angela wasn't over Clay. There was this uh, That she was, quote, psycho. That was yeah. said numerous times. Absolutely. So, like, that Angela is psycho and these this language wasn't used but these behaviors were implied that she was sneaky that Mm -hmm. she was dramatic just this notion that even though we every time we saw Angela on camera anytime that she spoke on camera she made it very clear that she had had a deep and loving connection with Clay that she was saddened by the breakup that she was wrecked by the breakup but that she in fact can still have feelings for clay but is absolutely over him although no one believed her no one because they just assume that women are like dirty bitches who can't get over dudes and then come on this show obviously just to fuck with other women meanwhile all of her actions point to the contrary all she did was get on that beach and go on dates with other dudes. She did not try to talk to him. She did, like, she did nothing. She wasn't even there. She wasn't even around. She was on dates in tiny, weird boats and fake lakes. Was she was, strange. you know. She was in all of those weird places. And yeah. when Nicole approached her, she honored, she acknowledged the fact that this is strange, that this dynamic is strange, that this dynamic might feel really awkward and emotional. You might feel threatened. You might think I am here for an ulterior motive. But she made it clear, I am not about drama. That is not what I'm here for. But she didn't also ignore the fact that she and Clay 
had a meaningful connection, but Correct. she was able to honor the fact that they had a meaningful connection, but that connection is no longer what it once was, and she is interested in moving on. But people yeah, and she's still allowed to, be to not believe her. Exactly. The Nicole and Tasha's oh, so you know, disappointing, girls. That so hurts. disappointing. That was so icky. It was so icky. Yeah. It was the it was the worst. And I, you know, we all know where it comes from. It's hard when you are insecure. And Clay and Angela did have a longer dating history. So I'm sure it's intimidating. And she's feeling hurt from the wedding experience. But there's just, there's no room for it, Nicole. This is the consequence of sort of patriarchy. I remember at the very beginning of the first episode of these two episodes, Nicole said, Angela is my biggest fear personified. More than... Like, more than liver cancer, more than global climate change. (laughs) Like, Angela is my biggest fear personified. Nicole said this because the terror of being single Mm. that is experienced by straight women, I think, is bigger than the fear that they have about absolutely anything else. And so the only way that you can manage this fear is by cutting other women down because you are without value as a straight woman in the absence of a relationship with a man. Like it's, this shit is complicated. And then this is again where it stirs up all of this empathy and compassion that I have for straight women negotiating this world. Their world is ugly and there's so many big shoes in it because there's so many men in their world. Yeah. And then what, killed me was when he said to her well I just I have bigger dreams and your dream is just to be a wife and a mother his idea about what is valued work and what is not valued work this is like the basis of patriarchy right it's like patriarchy and capitalism like these things cannot exist without free labor so the fact that we don't pay women or men who stay home and raise their children and take care of their house and often manage the books. That body of work has no monetary value in our society. That's what we're talking about, people. Unless you're a jade and you have figured out how to Instagram all of those moments and get (laughs) paid. Yeah. It's also what I think is like super feminist about things like mommy blogs, you know, where where women have found a way to monetize something that has had no value in in our society. So, you know, Clay, sorry, but you're not just a wife and a mother. The anti-feminist double standard is about what matters. And what Clay is saying is that my discomfort, my sensations of awkwardness, the pain that I experience. He actually used the word brutal, the brutal feelings I have in watching my ex date other men. That matters more than her having any of those same feelings. I know, like she isn't going to watch the show and hear about it. Being on the show, as we've said a million times, it's a job. It's um, it's an investment in future earnings, you know, in becoming an influencer and get it like this is a way. It's that, an opportunity that, to build that, a slow and gradual caramely tan. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's free yeah. guacamole. Yeah. It's free tequila. It's, you know, 
time spent with Demi and Christian. There are a lot. There's of a lot benefits. of benefits. There's a lot of time a lot to of sleep in tiny rooms surrounded by luggage. There are a 100%. lot of opportunities. Very strange here. plants. Yeah. But I also I also felt that perhaps a part of that was Angela trying to claim her narrative. Because if Clay is in paradise and Angela's out there, then anything Clay says or however people read Clay's actions could be a reflection of what happened with them and how we're going to read Angela. So a part of her might have been to be like, I'm going to come on the show to control my own narrative. I just had a flashback. Remember when Annalise was confronting Clay about his choice to be on Bachelor in Paradise after yes. having so recently broken up with Angela. And I was like, that Annalise. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed to just be stirring it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now, now in hindsight, maybe she would just speak in truth to power. I think in talking about the anti-feminist double standard, we're not committed to sort of shaming individual men, but talking how individual men are so blindly and unconsciously influenced by patriarchy yes so i yeah. think that yes all right guys let's uh, let's move on all let's, right moving on moving let's on. dive into some u-hauling i just want to talk about blake's you hail mary yeah. Yeah. kim k for the win Guys, that pivot to Christina was disgusting. <laughs> it was intense. That is 3.45 a.m. at the Caddyshack. It is 100%. It is 3.45 a.m. Your pompadour yep. has fallen flat. You have lost a moccasin. You have lost a moccasin and they... Your yeah. moccasin is long gone. Your credit card is a wall, And 100%. you don't have a Metro card. You got some... You need some place to stay. <laughs> Woo! Cue the, wow. cue the superimposed image of Christina over your shoulder, ready to go. <laughs> she was here the oh, whole time. She's she was here, here the whole time. You know what I would like to talk about with Blake and I... And... Mm, Again, this is it's a little cynical, but I think Blake is a really specific kind of straight white cis douchebag. He's definitely the guy who enrolls in your women's studies class to meet chicks, right? Like he absolutely does, (laughs) you know, and then takes up like a great deal of space in that class. Always this guy in my class, right? In grad school, always, always that one guy who's like, I'm deeply, like, I'm really listening to you, but also I'm gonna interrupt you (laughs) to tell you what you just said needs to be repeated like Blake is that dude but what he also what I hated so much about his you hail Mary was that he (laughs) framed it it's better the second time it's better the second time every time it's like rosé thank you he is framing everything in this like romantic comedy Kim please tell me you heard him pair a quote when Harry met Sally please tell me you heard that (laughs) when you realize that the person yes that you want to spend the rest of your life with, when you realize who that person is, you want to spend the rest, you want the rest of your life to start right now. Like his, he said he, those things in some yes, different order. Correct. And and he I said was like, again and again, she was right in front of me. He went so quickly from what am I going to do? Like they told me I'm going to have to move to Europe. They told me that the internet hates me. <laughs> who told 
to like Tia Tia told him at at the wedding wedding. because they all have the people at the wedding had access to social media and are getting to see the way that people are responding to the show (laughs) and they have no access so his worst fears that he's coming off as a thin-lipped long torso douchebag were confirmed by everyone at that wedding being like dude it's so much worse than you think it's so (laughs) much worse i wish someone would tell the three of us we have to move with europe because i like (laughs) baguettes and veery would look amazing in lederhosen (laughs) well guys i think it's possible because we do have our first troll so we're we're moments away moments away we have to escape the continent within that troll was an enormous compliment we yeah. were just oh. tagged amongst amazing community in lesbian and queer commentary. Fine <laughs> by me. I yeah, was like, take great, it. When great I saw PR it, for the podcast. I went, uh-oh. And then I clicked the image and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for putting Thanks. us there. Here we are. Yeah, we're in great company with all I these other it. man-hating feminists. Oh, Thank you. It. You know me. I love a romantic comedy almost for as sure. much as I love like an inner city dance movie. But... <laughs> I, it's a dangerous narrative that I think that the show, of course, like is built off of that same narrative. But Blake uses it in such a gross, creepy way of like, I'm the like sensitive guy who gets you. For some reason, everybody loves him too. I mean, how they? do they? Not why? In love with him, but everybody on the beach goes, "I love Blake." They say it all the time. Yeah, they do. Real uh, talk. I love Blake a little. <laughs> No, you don't. I you do. Why? Why? I, why? I love Blake. I don't even know why he's still there. All lo- he does is talk how? about why am Wait, I here? I love Blake. How? Tell us how? Why. How? Tell us. Tell us. Win me over. Win me well, over. I'm open. Oh, to it. oh! I don't have a single convincing argument. <laughs> tell us why, but, though. He has a mysterious and very sizable head scar. <laughs> what is that? What is that a consequence of? Oh yeah. What is that a result yeah. of? Yeah. Um. <laughs> He's got like sort of mopey, sad face and stories. But don't you think it's so calculated? Oh, like, I don't think it's calculated at all. I think he buys his own shit. Oh, yeah. I, I think, do think he buys no, his own shit. No, I don't shit, think yeah. it's calculated. I, I don't think it's calculated at all. But I think this is that sort of some men can walk through this world thinking that they are sort of exquisitely suffering and I think that that's that's Blake and I don't know and you like that I don't know why yeah. I have a tenderness for him I think as what has been consistently revealed in every single episode of queer for the right reasons <laughs> is that I cannot resist an awkward dancer I am yeah. hypnotized by his yeah, torso as well. But his torso, 30 feet long. <laughs> I'm mostly baffled by how it works, like skeletally or scientifically. But I just love the dancing. I love the dancing. No, double standard AP. You can't stand Nicole's awkward dance intro and you love Blake's. So talk <gasps> about some anti-feminist oh oh double standard. I'm calling you out. It's call out culture and I'm calling you out. <laughs> This is anti-feminist double standard because I do love his dancing and I do not love her shoulder dancing. 100%. <gasps> I have a lot of soul searching to do. Yeah, you really do. All right, fish tacos. Fish tacos. Oh, I have so much to say. This is when I take fish tacos in a serious and cynical direction. Do it. I have a soul connection with Derek. 
and his blue, 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 bluer eyes. He is such a decent yes. person. Agreed. Begrudgingly, I agree. I don't want to love him, but I can't quit him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he and Tasha were talking on the daybed, and he said that you are certain that you're sure it's not me. And then he cried a single tear and sort of like with real muscle just sort of wiped it away. I was like, Derek, I clutched my pearls. I just wanted to like cuddle him. I just wanted to bring him to my bosom and tenderly love Derek. And in that moment, I had a revelation, which was like, (gasps) they're grooming Derek to be the next bachelor because tell me they are looking to have the most emotionally intelligent bachelor to date but then i see where this is going my optimism my hopefulness about really turning up the emotional intelligence of this general franchise crumbled when i was like oh no, they are framing Derek as the heir apparent to the next Bachelor series. And coupled with denying Mike Johnson meaningful screen time, mm-hmm. denying Mike Johnson meaningful connections with women. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no, yes. they are putting Derek forward and making Mike recede because they don't want to have a black bachelor. Mm. Yeah, I agree. As much <laughs> as I praise Derek for all he has, you know, I, I, every time I think he's going to fuck up, he just comes out shiny like a penny. He is a shiny penny. I mean, Mike, yeah. they're doing an but, okay job with Mike. They're just not giving him no, but, screen but, time. But, correct, giving him but here's so the thing. If time. we had more screen time of yeah. Mike, every single fucking thing Mike says is glorious, is thoughtful, is compassionate, is he's so he's present. Playful, he's loving, he's, he's loving, uh, he's gorgeous, he's, he's, he's gorgeous. He's so much more attractive than Derek. Yeah. No, I, I think in a very different way. He's he's arresting in a way that Derek is not. I think it's oh. the height, I think it's the thousand watts. Smile. smile. So smile. I think that they know that they know that if Mike were to have more screen time, America would demand I'm demanding it. I mean, I'm demanding it as well. They know that they have a race issue. They have a problem. What they discovered was like, Rachel was, we we liked her as I I loved her. Yeah. But we know like the aftermath of that was like the ratings weren't as high. It wasn't as exciting. And and there's, of course, a double, triple, quadruple standard, right? If you are the first black woman doing anything. But, you know, she had to be, really careful and I think that that means less drama and less conflict the thing about a hero in any dramatic narrative is like they need a tragic flaw what is Mike's I think it's not there yet I agree with that because that was something when you guys talked about Mike being the bachelor I thought what is the show him grinning and being nice to people the whole season right and having real reverence for women and (laughs) what's that about (laughs) I think he is hopelessly romantic and so I think I actually think there would be a really spectacular and interesting show to see a man who is willing to be so open so vulnerable so all in 
navigate a world where not all of the women are there for the right reasons. Are they queer for the right reasons? (laughs) No, but the idea is that the drama will be inevitable when he falls in love with more than one person, you know, within that heartbreak. I think one, their audience is primarily white. Yeah. Paramount to all things is ratings, you know, and although he's clearly a fan favorite and we know from his lineup in the men tell all that he, he had that place of honor. We know he's a fan favorite. He looked dynamite. I think he's definitely in the running, but I think they are thinking about their audience and their audience is like into white dudes. Yeah. They like Peter. Like the back. They love Peter. We really have a huge blind spot. Yeah. Women are saying, oh, Matt Donald, he's so hot. What? I I mean, what? He I I am always taken aback at what straight women find attractive. The most interesting thing about that guy is that his entire family is deaf. I would have loved that hometown. Oh, my gosh. I know. Did JPJ really catch that fish? (laughs) Oh, that was spectacular. No, and no... In no uncertain terms, JPJ did not catch that fish. Because he's like, my- he's like Val Kilmer plus a rambunctious third grader. You smush, you smush those two entities together. They can't catch a fish. They can't do barehanded fishing in the Gulf of Mexico. And that was a giant, giant so big. fish. It was also giant, but like also very thin and very slippery. And at night and in an ocean and he was wearing pants. He didn't catch that fish. <laughs> I will say Katie and Chris, they moved in quick. The only thing that compelled me about Chris and Katie was that Chris at one point said, are you ready to take it to the next level? <laughs> and so I thought we could spend some time. What is the next Talking level? about what is the lesbian next level? Oh. Oh. Because well, yeah, especially if your what? girlfriend's well, on date one. Because well, yeah, your girlfriend's on date one. And and again, no universal lesbian experience. No universal. Disclaimer. But the ladies like to bang it out real early. <laughs> real fast. Real, real fast. fast. <laughs> real fast. Because I like to get in there. Date one. Max date two. Where are we going to yeah. live? Your apartment right. or mine? <laughs> exactly. So, like, so for us, taking it to the next level. Again, not all of us. We're going to get letters. Kim calls them comments. You've I call them letters. The warning. But just feel free. So taking it to the next level for lesbians is not banging because right. we're going to get that. We just check that off. That's we, done. First yeah. thing. That's at, that's at 2 a.m. at Caddyshack. You've already That's been. 2 a.m. Exactly. It's not even 3.45 at Caddyshack. No. It's 2 a.m. I've already checked that off. Well, let me ask you this. Is next level simply surveying their apartment and assessing what their day-to-day is? Is that what it is? is? I mean, it's also too like, can we fit our lives together? Can we fit our is lives together? Is that like the next morning before you've made breakfast? You know, my beloved, the our producer, Cheryl F., she and I like to say taking it to the next level is when we invite my mother to spend the summer with us living in our two-bedroom apartment and waking up every morning with her curlers in her hair and having to cook her breakfast. So, like, that, to me, feels like lesbian taking it next to the parents. next level. What are some Bring other, right like, parents, but, like, not just parents. See, next level, I would also argue, is that, like, you go on the date and then you both get in the car and do a road trip across country. That's, like, that's next level. That would level. happen. That would that's happen. Next, that's level, next level, right? Yeah. Let's to- mm-hmm. next level. That. 
I think full house renovation. Uh, Kim K, I know, is uh, <laughs> familiar with that lesbian next level. Why don't we yeah, buy I mean, a really we, old, yeah, I feel like a, ta- a yeah, farmhouse, a five thousand dollar joint water heater purchase. Is there we go? Lesbian. That's next level. That's next, next level. level. <laughs> That's lesbian yeah. next level. That's one hundred percent. Why don't we conti- Why don't we save up? To get our um, embarrassing lower back tattoos removed, is that lesbian next level? I mean, lesbian lesbian next level is California cryo. Like it's it's sperm purchasing is lesbian next level. It is. It is. I mean, it's a classic. Everyone currently on this podcast has, has bought, purchased frozen has bought sperm. internet sperm. <laughs> We've all bought internet sperm. You guys, I not only have I purchased internet sperm. I went and picked it up. I brought it home. I like pulled oh it up. Oh my god, science theory L. It was so sci-fi. It was I, lovely. I think our next podcast is called Internet Sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Lesbian reflections on Bachelor Nation. No, just like that's always what I would like. That's always the post colon. No matter what it's about. No matter what it's about. Yeah. I just want to say my favorite Christina quote of the episode. I'm a great third wheel. <laughs> I love how you quote. always really bring the Natasha yeah, and does. Boris to this. And you have a you have a Christian <laughs> quote. I have a Christian quote, which she said, "Do you see where she's coming from?" <laughs> I liked that Christian <laughs> quote. I was like, oh, I did like that. I did because she was like sort of running a quiet lesbian processing. processing yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, and that was. From? Again, that's where I was like, I really think Christian is stepping up. She's learning her role on this yeah. beach, which is help these people up their emotional intelligence. Yeah. Oh my God, I have one more fish taco. Please. JPJ is always drinking Pedialyte. Is that I noticed that too. Oh my God. I noticed that too. Oh I was God. like, why is he drinking so much Pedialyte? Pedialyte. Why is he drinking so much Pedialyte? Why is he drinking so because much Pedialyte? Because he's 14. Yeah, because he's he 14. Is the he has a body mass index of negative 16. <laughs> and so when he like when he does like constant tequila shots, his body is reduced up. to like skeleton and skin. And so well, he plus he's to- always blowing his nose. So there, he's like so much snot and all that, all I that mean, liquid snot he's I mean, losing. He has to rehydrate. Out, all that's coming out is just Pedialyte, pure, <laughs> unadulterated Pedialyte. I was like, in multiple scenes, he was drinking, drinking Pedialyte. Pedialyte. One hundred. Yep. Ugh. Oh my god. I also love the JPJ quote. Um, I have a pretty good feel for instinct. It's <laughs> a great quote. Let's get into our lesbianic moment. Ooh, great. Matt McDonald's hair was like straight up oh. high school prom dyke. <gasps> yes. Uh, oh, my God. Ooh, high school prom right? High school prom dyke. Like, 100%. Had, like, the super oh gel curl. Yes. Like, uh, Matt McDonald as high school prom dyke. Yeah, oh, yeah, very yeah. out. Yeah. I love it. Guys. All right. Come on. Lesbianic moments. Do we have the same uh, one? Because mine is absolutely no. Demi hold like fondling, handling. I loved every second with, of this. Oh, with yeah. ease and dexterity, a tight, small watermelon. <laughs> it was very wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed um, it. That no, I loved it. hours of that. I mean, I'm super into Demi. Okay with so it. I was in. I was yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, no, my lesbianic moment is something that is such a lesbian stereotype. We have all done this a million times, and I was 
screaming at my favorite Russian spy as she spent her entire first date talking about her ex. Which is classic well lesbian, classic lesbian dating behavior. And he was like, oh my God, like when is this going to end? She couldn't stop. She could not stop. No. Nick, 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 Nick. Nick, 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 Nick. I mean, he did look like him. Blake, 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 Blake. Um, yeah, that's my Lisbonic moment. So, uh, once again, you can always check us out, queerfortherightreasons.com. There's links to all kinds of good stuff, and you'll see our faces there. We also are on social media. Lots of good yes. things happen over at Instagram and Twitter. I don't know yeah, how social media works. <laughs> check us out on Twitter at QFTRR. Let us know your favorite lesbianic moment from the episode. Um, we're also on Instagram at Queer for the Right Reasons. Let us know if you would like to see Demi fondle other melons. Yeah. What melons do you want to see her fondle? Yeah. Get on flagpolenyc.com and tell us what swimsuits you'd most yeah. like to see Demi wearing. Also, treat yourself and your friends and your friends' friends and get everybody a nice flagpole suit. That's right. They'll last forever and they'll look For- gorgeous. Forever. Yeah, just follow the washing and care instructions. Mm -hmm. They're very easy. They're very easy. Very easy. Very easy to maintain. Oh, man, I'm excited for next week, guys. Is next week the finale? We don't know. We don't know anything. I saw a picture. I saw they didn't say it explicitly, but there were shots of rings. I guess we'll have to ask Chris Harrison when he's a guest next week on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! That's not true. When Chris showed up for the first time in three weeks, I was like, I miss you. (laughs) I miss him. I missed him. And all he was doing was welcoming someone in. And I I thought, I need more Chris. I miss him like the desert misses the rain. Oh, where are you, Chris? More Chris. Nancy has often said that the day that Chris Harrison actually becomes The Bachelor, she will leave her wife and become a contestant. (laughs) I absolutely will. Of course, now I feel like that my my ultimate dream will never come true because he has this uh, like charming banter with his actual partner who is an actual mm-hmm. podcaster just yeah. like us but see obviously he he likes podcasters obviously. so you're on your way all right well i guess that wraps it up go ahead kim k give it to us well we will see you next week here and queer <laughs>